Welcome back to Into the Light, a different life story, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today, I've got Laurel Eden with me. Laurel is a, uh, a whole health, uh, uh, health coach, beautiful uh, magician who changes lives by focusing on nutrition, but not in, in, in a kind of a diet way, but rather a woman who who puts your body into an equilibrium with the knowledge and the skills that she gives you. And suddenly before you blink, you think, hell, where is this weight gone? Hang on. And, but the weight was not really, was, yes, the weight might've been the cause that you actually got in touch with her. But in reality, it's the well-being, It's your, your mental health. It's all the other things which suddenly get so much better. And by the way, the weight is falling off. Now, there are no magic potions involved here, but there is taking action involved. So, so if, you fi if you're just waiting for the magic cell here, I'm sorry, sorry, wrong program, okay? So, but let's hear it from Laurel. Laurel, thank you so much for coming onto my show. It's such a pleasure, Stefan. Thank you for having me. I've been listening to your podcast and you're doing so many wonderful things for people. So it's an honor, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. Laurel, we all have got our journeys and, and you are nowadays uh, out there and you're very active in, in helping other people. But you, the reason that we do what we do, that we help other people, is typically that we have been in a dark place ourselves and that we therefore realize how important our message nowadays is, because often enough it would have been a message that we would have loved to hear when we were younger and more stupid, etc. Are you happy to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I would have paid any amount of information for the information I had now, I would have done anything for that information. <laughs> sure. So when I was um, when I was 46, I mean, you know, like like anyone before that, I had you know maybe put on some weight. I could go running and eat salad, and it would just yeah, it would come off, right? Um, <clears throat> all these tips, all these little things that work when you're younger. Suddenly, I'm 46. I have no idea what's going on with my body, possibly hormonally, possibly having to do with insulin or leptin or let no clue of any of that, and. Um, I gained some weight. I'm like, oh, it's 20 pounds. Oh, it's 30 pounds. Oh, it's 40 pounds. Oh, it's 50 pounds. Okay, what do I do? What do I do here, right? And like everyone else, I took the traditional weight loss advice, eat less, move more, right? So I just happen to be one of those people who's very disciplined. I, I, that, that, that's one thing I have. So um, <clears throat> what, I, what I did was I said, well, maybe I'll try 1,200 calories for two weeks. No, no, nothing. Maybe I'll try 1,000 calories. Maybe I'll try 900, as little as 750 calories a day. I am not suggesting anyone do this. It didn't work anyway. I'm a little embarrassed about it, but I was desperate and nothing was working. And I was counting my calories, right? Not realizing how I was sabotaging myself. 
I was also moving because that is also the recommendation, right? So um, you and I were joking and I said, when I was working out, I wasn't doing like, you know, sweating of the oldies, like the old Richard Simmons, right? If anyone remembers that, I was doing things like P90X Kempo or Insanity with Shanti and, you know, as much as I love Tony Horton and Shanti, I'm a little in love with Shanti, actually like, <laughs> Look, looking at Shanti is my cardio. That that is my cardio. So, but um, but it it wasn't working. You know, I I'm sure I was getting health benefits in a way of my muscles, my cardiovascular system, all that, which is wonderful and beautiful. But my primary goal was to lose weight, and that it wasn't working. And then uh, I found some information. Uh, the first person I found was. Dr. David Ludwig was doing some studies on metabolism that were not funded by food companies or people that want to sell you meal replacement shakes or they, he was getting the funding for these studies. And I started to realize a, that a hundred calories of gummy bears <laughs> is not the same, not that I was eating gummy bears, right? But a hundred calories of gummy bears is not the same as a hundred calories of almonds or walnuts or any, any, anything else that's a real food. That these things act metabolically in your body very different. Like a calorie is a calorie in a lab, but not in the human body and this is this is the thing that keeps everyone to put it bluntly I guess sick and fat and when I found this information I was mm. finally able to dig more this is me digging I guess if anyone's watching <laughs> digging <laughs> don't ask me what kind of animal this is I think I've been watching nature that's programs. a doggy that's a doggy paddle <laughs> <laughs> I was able to dig and find more people like Miriam Calamian yeah. and and uh, and other people that were that were uh saying the same thing and able to finally lose weight mm -hmm. in such an incredible amount of time mm -hmm. that I am now teaching people yeah indeed and you're so right because we over the last 50 years, the, the social engineering has, has made us believe that, that those things that we buy in a supermarket are actually food. Now, food is actually labeled, if you look at definition, as something that is sustaining your life. Now, the, the mixture of chemicals that you see out there, which are perfectly engineered to get you hooked, are not really there to sustain your life. They are there to make big companies a lot of money. So 80, 90% of what you see in the supermarket is probably not food. Let's be quite clear about that. It's well-labeled, well-packaged, well-marketed well crap. Yes. So, and, and that is one of the things I tell my people, right? So I know right away, I don't go easy on people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you see, I do a lot of humor. We have to keep it light, but we're talking about things that are very serious. So the humor is helpful, right? Because it gets people to relax, but at the same time, that's what I tell them. I say, when you look at all these labels of all these things, high fructose corn syrup, all these chemicals, and, and you think, oh, someone's looking out for me, right? Someone's, someone's, <laughs> someone's making sure I can actually eat this, right? No, 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 actually no. And just because you can eat something, 
and not die immediately doesn't mean it's not poison, right? So then they start to think and they're like, ooh, oh, you know, and it starts to rewire their thinking to the point where they look at something that previously they wouldn't have given another thought about. Mm. And now they're like, oh, like you said, it's either food. There's no such thing as unhealthy food. It's either food or it's not food. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And I'm I'm embarrassed because I can't now recall the the the, the crap. Um, so C-R-A-P, uh, which is, of course, the swear word, but it's also a mnemonic for those things that you should avoid eating. So uh, P is highly processed food. Um, R is highly refined sugar. Um, C, C and A lacks me now. But ultimately, I thought this is actually quite a good mnemonic for crying out loud. And, I'm going to look that up. <laughs> no, the, the reality is we... We have been socially engineered, and it is once you actually start this journey on recognizing what, how we came to the place where we are now, uh, and the belief systems that we have got now when it comes to uh, going shopping, being out there, it is actually it's it's like a horror story. It is uh, it's uh, yeah embarrassing embarrassing to see how much demagogic and, and how much manipulation has gone into uh, our lives to to bring us to the point where we are right now. And that is really the reason why there is this obesity pandemic uh, in the world. Why That is the reason why between 2 and 4% of the population have got obstructive sleep apnea, for example. So that's a disease that is interesting for me as an anesthetist because it happens to kill you, and it can kill you on my operating table. And I'm, the, the paperwork is tremendous when that happens. So I just, no, 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 I, I hate paperwork, and I hate people dying, So and especially in my work. No, no, yet 4% of the patients have got a serious disease that is purely due to them eating the wrong things. So therefore, I've got a vested interest here to actually get that message across. <laughs> and I'm a, big, I'm a big boy too. So there are, there are other reasons that we eat. So whilst we can blame big companies and social engineering and, 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 there are many more reasons why we eat. How how was that with you? I mean, the reason that you were ballooning at one stage, uh, it's not because because of lack of knowledge, 100% would be my educated guess. Were there other reasons that contributed to you seeking refuge in, in food? Yeah, well, I think what happens is we get into these cycles. Right. So I thought I was eating healthy, but I thought that pasta was healthy. <laughs> right. Okay. I thought pasta was healthy. And sure, you can have pasta once in a while. Right. But you can't eat it every day. Yeah. Well, it, some people can. Right. Everyone is different. Everyone's metabolism is different. Everyone will eat different portions. Right. But, um, and, um, yeah, uh, rice noodles. Like my problem was I tried, okay, this is a funny example. I tried being vegan and I actually gained eight pounds. 
because I ate nothing but rice and noodles, uh-huh. right? And then I'm like, what, what is going on here? I'm not eating fat. I don't get it, right? Fat in quote for anyone listening and not watching. So, um, but but what would happen was for whatever reason, maybe I was starting to become insulin insensitive or leptin insensitive, you know, the hunger hormone, right? Uh, I was getting, I was hungry just all the time. And I was, so I'm probably started where I was just eating more. Um, and then uh, my weight started to balloon and then I'm exercising and counting my calories and not knowing what's going on. And then when I was at the point where I was eating, say, 800 calories or 750 calories and still either gaining weight or maintaining weight or maybe losing one or two pounds. And uh, uh, you saw you saw my my pictures, so you know that the struggle is real. Right. Uh, then what would happen was it, it wouldn't be sustainable because I'm starving myself, right? For three weeks, I'm cranky, I'm hungry, I'm cold. And what happens when you when you pull a rubber band back, right? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? You're like starving, 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 cold, cranky, 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 cranky. And then finally you say, I'm not seeing any results. So let's go eat a quart of ice cream. Let's go eat an entire package of mm. cookies or whatever, and then that that of course just just makes it worse. So um, I'm happy now that I had that experience because I uh, know what other people are going through, right? Having having had that experience, but I thought I was doing everything right. Eat less, move more. I thought that's that's all there was to it. Yeah. And it's it's a fallacy, isn't it? It is very, very true. Maybe at one stage in your life, it still works like that. But certainly once you hit middle age, um, that goes out of the window. We know that them well, sure. Yeah, because I think when we're so young, we have so much muscle mass, mm. right? And we're, we're more, we tend to be more active. Mm. So we're, you know, that's a, I don't know how scientific you want to, to get, but I mean, basically you're going, you're burning through your sugar storage, uh, more easily when you're younger because you're moving, you have more muscle mass, you're just burning more energy. Mm-hmm. And so you're forcing your body, I believe, more often to burn fat to make sugar and energy mm-hmm. for the body, which as you get older and you're sitting down and, and mm-hmm. maybe losing muscle mass, you're maybe not u- using as much energy. And that, this is what I suspect was going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm with me right until i until i found this mm. this information yeah if it was just so easy in my case uh it it i would love it i would have loved it to be this easy uh, for me food was always a a feel good factor as in when i was down i was eating Okay. When I was, I was not someone who was depressed and not eating. On the contrary, after is and still today, after a long day or long weeks of long days, where I have not paid attention to my own well-being, where I did not have a good balance between sport, lifestyle, and work, I think, ooh, I want a cheesecake, and I make that two cheesecakes. Okay, and. That is the problem. So for me, there is a lot of emotional overeating. That is where where sugar or the co- the perfect combination of all the crap um, 
actually makes me go, oh, beautiful. Oh, that's like a warm hug. And sure. I think I think that is uh, for many people the big downfall. In a, in the in the nineties or two thousands, it was called the Bridget Jones Diary. You've got basically in the or Bridget Jones Diet, um, because yes. in the morning you've got two salad leaves. At lunchtime you have got maybe four salad leaves, and then in the evening you have your five kilogram tub of ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, no, I remember asking myself those questions. I remember asking myself, like, why am I eating this as I'm eating the ice cream, right? Like, why am I eating this? And I and I and I would hear an answer and I'd say, because you want to taste something sweet in your mouth. Like you want something sweet. The sweetness I was looking for though was like, nah, you know, I'm hugging myself here, right? For you know, like the sweetness, like in my life I was looking for sweetness. So, so the same thing. And then um, yeah, we talked about the the um, the rest of that. So it's unfortunate, right? Um, and it's real. And though happy news that a lot of people don't know is I've had a lot of people who have gone through my program who swear they're sugar addicts, swear, oh, I'm up three o'clock in the morning, the ice cream calls me from the freezer, right? And we have a nice joke about how the ice cream calls you, but the broccoli never does, right? The broccoli never does. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a very, very quiet, quiet vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but there's actually a biological reason for that. And if you go back, all you know, 100,000 years, or even, you know, even before, just before refrigerators and grocery stores, right? Whenever fruit was available for our ancestors, it was very important that we eat as much of it as possible because winter was coming, yeah. famine was coming, yeah. uh, food was uncertain for our ancient ancestors. So any opportunity, oh, there's sugar, there's fruit mm. on a tree, you know, the pleasure sensors in the base of the brain light up for a reason, right? The, the same way that they would for, you know, cocaine or anything else like that. And the signal is eat all the fruit on the tree, eat as much as you can, pack on Pack on fat because you're gonna need that. Mm. And unfortunately that doesn't work in a modern world where we can get candy bars at three in the morning mm. from a gas station convenience store, right? So, but it, it, it actually does work. We are genetically hardwired to keep eating sugar when it's available. Mm. Now this sounds funny, but when you stop eating sugar for maybe even just two weeks, the body, the brain will stop craving that sugar mm. for our ancestors. I mean, from a biological standpoint, we'll stop craving the sugar because for our ancestors, when sugar disappeared from the diet, it was no longer in season. Now for us, that seems ridiculous because sugar is in everything and sugar, when, when would sugar be in season, right? Mm. But for our ancestors, especially if you um, didn't live in a tropical climate, we're talking about late summer and early autumn would really be the only time these harvest foods uh, were available. So there is a lot of thought and I tend to agree that the body assumes when you eat these things that um, the design rather than the assumption, the design is eat as much as you can because winter is coming. But if you stop eating it, you actually stop cravings. Mm. 
So I've, I've had people who tell me, oh, I'm a sugar addict, three in the morning, eating the ice cream, go through my program. And between the education, which rewires their thinking about what is food and what is really not food, and the fact that we just get them off sugar just for a couple of weeks, and they're like, whoa, yeah, I'm like, look, you can do anything for a few weeks. Just tell yourself it's not forever. It's just a couple of weeks. Those same people, one woman told me, someone put out a tray of cookies at work. Now, like grocery store cheap cookies. I'm not saying someone baked cookies or they got them from the local bakery, mm. right? Where you know that even though there's sugar, there's not awful things in there, right? Grocery store cookies out at work. And she looked at it and she goes, oh God, who would even eat that? And I'm like, yes, my work is done. My work is done. Yeah, because between the combination of actually getting her off sugar just for a couple of weeks, right? The biological component at least lowers. And that's a huge part of it. It's a huge part of it. Mm. It's that the, those, those constant cravings mm. um, will lessen significantly. That's been my, um, my observation with everyone that I've coached. Mm. Yeah. Very true, no doubt about it. And I think it's it's worthwhile that since we have gone a bit into the survival uh, instincts and, and the way we are programmed, it's also important to say that if you massively reduce the calories, if you come to the 750, etc., that is really starvation. That's an emergency trigger for your body. What does your body try to do? It tries to get every single calorie, every single bit out of that food and stores it where? in your fat because it wants to to yes. keep reserves there because otherwise you're you're dying okay if it just says oh, hey let's party there's a bit of a calorie let's go nuts let's feel good let's do exercise and then there is nothing left in your in your glycogen stores there's nothing left everywhere so your body when you're starving starving yourself reducing the calories to really low levels that's actually a really powerful way of not losing weight Right. Yes. Yes. And then it, it just starts a cascade of uh, chemicals in your body, which uh, mm. which isn't which isn't good for anything. Not good mm. for thinking. Not good for performing uh, on an Correct. everyday basis. Anything. So that's why when um, maybe you should talk a little about what actually what I do teach people and how mm -hmm. to eat and why it is sustainable because if you're not counting calories but rather you're eating food right and for and for uh what i do with uh in my 12-week program is i gradually wean people off things right and between weeks five and ten what you're doing number one you're drinking more water because mm -hmm. you need to take stress off your body right we're doing green smoothies for a variety of reasons i feel like let's add something good there's no point in taking out the um the mcdonald's and the pizza if you're if you're still eating uh if you're still eating the packaged food from the like okay well, let's let's add some good right so and then uh we gradually wean off and between weeks five and ten what we're eating is mostly vegetables low glycemic vegetables so no beets no white potato no mm. um yeah and i'll explain more about that uh but low glycemic vegetables mostly vegetables i try to, to get people to do that um and whatever protein they like you know eggs 
dairy, as long as they're not having a reaction to it, I don't want to shock people too much, right? As long as they don't seem to be having symptoms from the dairy, we're okay with, with that. If they want to eliminate it later in the program to see how they feel, it's something we talk about. You know, whatever meat, fish, seafood, any of that, um, a couple of handfuls of nuts, right? Um, and also, um, all the droops. The droops are the fruits with the big pits. So that olive, avocado, unsweetened coconut, right? So, and um, if you can eat all that and you don't have to count your calories and you can eat until you're full, like people say to me, really, it's okay if I have another avocado? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Eat another avocado. It's really okay if I take another handful of unsweetened coconut. Yeah, totally fine. Pick on the olives, you know, eat as much as you want until you're full. And then the hunger signals actually start to normalize. Mm. Uh, but, um, and they lose weight. So isn't that easier? <laughs> isn't it easier to just be able to eat until you're full and not be hungry than it is to count all your calories and starve so you can save a hundred calories for a piece of candy. Right. Like, isn't it so much easier? And, mm. and that is why I think not only that um, people lose weight, right. From eating this way, but it's sustainable. They tend mm. not to gain this weight back. Because they know, oh, right, I, I, I'll just go back to this for five weeks. Let's see, did I get to my goals? Am I, you know, and then they can modify a little bit. Now, am I saying to people they can never have another piece of cheesecake? No, of course, no, of course not. And we even talk about this. I talk about these sorts of things. Like you're going to a birthday party, make a decision ahead of time. Are you going to eat the cake? Yeah. I'm going to have a piece of birthday cake. Fine. But then tell yourself part two, tomorrow, I go back to eating what we call phase, phase three, right? So, so that's the part that usually gets us off the rails is we're like, well, I already had the birthday cake. I might as well have the pizza. And I already <laughs> ate the pizza. I might as well, right? That's, that's what happens. Uh -huh. So yeah, so even if you go on vacation for a week, you, you set a limit. This is what I tell people. You just set an end date on it. You say, you know, I'm going to eat. I'm on vacation, right? I'm on vacation. I want to have my tacos and, you know, or, or some variation of that. But, um, you know, I'm going to get back on the scale. I'm going to measure my waist, right? See what happened after my little holiday. And um, maybe I need to go back to phase three for a couple mm. of weeks, right? So, there, um. So it's sustainable and it's mm. doable and not um, uh, the food Nazi, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're talking to a German skinhead. Um, so I, I loved a, I loved a reference. Thank you very much. Because by definition, I'm one hate to two away from a hate crime. Um, but no, kidding, kidding, kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would be the worst extremist because I can't stand extremism. No, but uh, so, but if we're talking Nazis and extremism, then we need to also talk about uh, going all the way out to fasting. 
Yeah. Um, what is your stance uh, when people say, well, actually, I would like to do a complete fast. Um, mm -hmm. would like to rehydrate myself, um, do not have any food, because I believe it actually helps my metabolism to reset itself. What is your attitude towards that? Yes, I, I actually, this is what I tell people. I do give them a, um, a little taste of that in the program. It's usually a, it's usually a surprise, but we're talking about it now, so I'm letting it out of the bag. But I wait, I wait until week eight to talk about these things with them because by that point, they've already been eating for five weeks or so, mm. for a few weeks, for, mm. for a, uh, three weeks or so. Mm. Uh, they're, they're not as hungry. And their body has switched over from sugar burning to fat burning, mm. right? At that point, we are, I mean, the whole, the whole mechanism of this is that if you keep eating sugar, your body will just keep storing it, right? Uh, but if you stop eating sugar, your body can reverse the process through which it made the fat, mm. right? It can burn that fat and transform it back. I mean, of course, this is simplified, but it can it can transform that fat back into glucose to use for the body. But it won't do that if you keep eating the sugar. Right. But once that, and there it is. Right. Mm. And that's, and, and this is the thing that keeps everyone sick. But um, <clears throat> I don't introduce these concepts to them until they're at least eating this way and their body has mm. made that switch. Mm. Right. That has made that switch. Fat burner, sugar burner. Right. Mm. Okay. Sugar burner, fat burner. And now they're burning fat. They're not as hungry. Mm. And now we can talk about this. Mm. I do believe. It is beneficial. All the studies and everything I've seen with my people and with myself, right, seems to indicate that different from calorie deprivation, right? So you're you're breaking up your little 700 calories a day into small meals throughout the day. Yeah, that actually has been shown to damage metabolism, right? It's the opposite of what we think. However, intermittent fasting, like either shortening the amount of uh, hours that you're eating during the day, or fasting, very different. Um, these things have been shown to heal metabolism. We're not only talking about fat burning, you're a doctor. Most people hear about metabolism, they don't necessarily think about their health, their mm. cell metabolism, their like what's going on in their body, but it, it, it will tend to improve, um, increase health metabolism, mm. as well as fat burning metabolism. So these are things that if someone is up to it, and they want to try, say, you know, don't uh, drink water, don't eat till, uh, you know, one in the afternoon, and then try to eat dinner reasonably early, right? Mm. So we're just talking about lunch and dinner or breakfast and lunch. If they want to experiment with that, and they're not starving, mm. right? Sure. Mm. Uh, if someone feels like they're ready uh, to try something, I mean, um, Nobel Prize in 2016, and I'm forgetting the I'm forgetting the scientist's name for science and medicine was all about autophagy, that if we stop eating, the body will always prioritize digestion, right? But if we stop uh, eating and the body is not digesting food, it then starts to do DNA repair, cellular repair, detox, like so. You're going to be healthy. Healthier mm. if if you're not eating all day, especially if you're not eating. Mm. What did you say? Crap. Yeah, mm. crap. 
I mean, so I, I, I will yeah. actually look it up this uh, this acronym <laughs> and we'll put it down there into the description. Okay, so okay. here you go. So not just will you hear all the, the information about uh, Laurel down there, but also you'll get the crap, the real crap, and nothing but crap. See, I oh see. When can you swear on a show as nice and easily like that? Hey, that's a that's a bonus. I I like today's show. Absolutely. <laughs> And I think it's it's fair to say. So even as a young man, I I uh, did fasting, and it is uh, it just felt good, and it was bang, you drop ten kilogram, no big deal. Um, and for me, the fasting was always nice. After three days, there is no more hunger. So full stop. There is I I, I go all out. There not the intermittent fasting doesn't work for me so well. Um, but I'm going all out, and yeah, two three days. You're so in ketosis. There is no more. There is no more hunger, and you just get on with life. Um, and there's a nice clarity in my head. For me, it works really well. My downfall was always that I went from a cheesecake diet to fasting, and then right. straight back to the cheesecake diet. And funnily enough. The weight loss did not maintain itself. I wonder yeah. why that was. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was that was for a long time where I went wrong, and where I still went. Oh, am, hmm. Let's rephrase that. I was about to say where I'm still wrong today. I'm still a big man. Um, however, whilst I'm fat, I'm luckily I'm fit and healthy to a, to a degree. So that is good. Also, I'm still going through a hell of a lot of crap. No, shit, I need now to say. Um, because I'm going through, you know, there are challenges in my life. There are challenges which put me uh, in, an, in, a, in a survival mode, which put me into this, oh my God, uh, let it stop kind of, of thinking. And then food comes to the rescue. I let it come to the rescue because I prioritize that actually... Yes, I have eaten the whole day healthy, and, and right now I actually want that cookie, or I want that piece of chocolate, or that whatever it is. That is my personal choice, and it's all about choices, and realizing, okay, this is my choice, but then I also have the choice to say, okay, yesterday was a pity party, and it was a shit day, and you said, yeah, okay, you did what you did. Now, no guilt, no shame, that was yesterday. Now today is a new day. So today, okay, what can you do to actually get yourself back on track? And I think that is the, the ongoing journey. So that's where you are not about diets. You are about actually living a life that is full of beauty, full of nurturing your body with those things that you really, really need. And in your case, these are the right amount of foods, the right amount of, of emphasis on the food. Because what you're doing is you have, you have exchanged the calorie counting, so spending time on counting calories, with spending time on thinking about food and celebrating food for what it is, something that, yes. actually, that actually nourishes you. And without it, you would die. So let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate. Let's be yes. positive about it. There's, food is not negative. Food is a, right. is a wonderful yes. thing. Yes, yes, yes. And I actually have people go through exercises in mm. uh, the first two weeks of the program are really a lot about um, 
uh, more about the mindset piece. You know, they're asking themselves questions. Was I hungry before I ate? You know, and it's all about awareness. I call it the bust yourself tracker, but it's not like busting like you're bad. It's that you're busting your thinking. And I tell them there's, it's, it's just about awareness. That's all just, um, uh, just about awareness. But I actually have them do things like, look at those Brussels sprouts. Look how beautiful they are. Because we don't, we don't, <laughs> look at our food we're not it's something we put in our mouth but we're not having an experience and there's a lots of reasons you're getting your body prepared to digest your but if you're actually looking at what you eat not, not unlike look at the people around you look at the world you're like get in the moment right all of that is the same but with the food i go look at the asparagus look how pretty it is like and and people go oh you know it is so it starts to feel almost like a little tree to eat the vegetables gee what a rewire mm. like oh i i i did so good on my chest pre my presentation today mm. i did so great at my workout i deserve a treat mm. i'm gonna eat some salmon and broccoli <laughs> and it but by doing so i treat myself often enough for example if i was now on on a trip somewhere and i would uh, do a workout in the hotel and then go actually to a restaurant. Now the salmon and the, the, the asparagus would rather be on the top end of the scale of the money wise. So I'm actually literally treating myself. I know, okay, I'm paying a bit more, but this is the most beautiful salmon fillet that I could possibly imagine. And it is this treat. It's a true treat to myself. Now the burger right. with the chips like would have that. been a fraction of the of the costs, but no, I'm actually um, <laughs> I'm I'm happy to pay for the quality and make it a treat, make it a celebration uh, of for myself, and that works really well for me. This is actually convincing convincing your head. Hang on, sure. you're, this is this is this is again. This is a choice. This is you taking action. And by taking yes. action, you take responsibility. And that is beautiful. And you look at it and you eat it. And because you know that each each fork costs you probably about two, three dollars, you think, okay, I better make that count. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All of these mind shift things, mm -hmm. right? And even it is appropriate. Um you know, at times, if you're going to eat sugar, I tell people, make sure it's sugar, like real sugar. Mm. You know, is it the most healthy thing in the world? No, okay. Mm. I have you, have you, um, but if you've gotten to your goals, right? Um, and you're you're feeling better, you look better, your blood pressure is good, you're mm. not diabetic, right? Um, <clears throat> and you want to eat a little ice cream, just make sure it's really, it says sugar there <laughs> and not high fructose corn syrup, right? High fructose corn syrup, it, it, your body can't even use it for energy. Pretty much all of that is gonna get stored as fat before it can be burned and used for energy. So that um, then that's a whole other topic of metabolic syndrome, right? But if you're gonna if you're going to eat the cookie, enjoy the cookie. If in the moment you're saying to yourself, I'm gonna eat the cookie, this is the only cookie I'm gonna have. Mm. Ah, that's it, right? So in that moment, don't wait till tomorrow. Say, I'm going to enjoy this cookie. I'm going to enjoy this bowl of ice cream. Mm -hmm. 
But in that same moment, say, um, and for the rest of the week that that I, I eat real food. Mm. But right now, I'm going to eat it because then you're, again, in the moment, enjoying the ice cream. Oh, mm. this is really good. It's delicious, right? Mm. As long as it's, like I said, real sugar. <laughs> you know, and because then you're eating it and you're like, oh, this really tastes good. Because how satisfying is it? We're looking for sweetness. We're looking for an experience. Mm. And then we're not even allowing ourselves to experience it. Because the whole time we're eating the ice cream, we're saying, I shouldn't be eating this. I shouldn't be eating this. I should. Exactly. So, so we yeah. haven't even enjoyed the experience. And of course, we don't feel satisfied. Right. And it's like that in every area of our, our lives. Right. If we're not present for it, if we're not there and taking it in and soaking it, soaking in the moment, you know. That's a key thing. You're so right. It is. That's what we need to learn. We need to learn to appreciate the moment, and the moments for for the moments which we have the honor to live. Because some people don't get that honor. Some people don't don't have that chance because their life is cutting short, or they had yesterday a diagnosis of cancer, or they had they had things. All the shit that is at the moment hitting us here in this world. So there is a lot of stuff going on. No two ways around it. Therefore, you don't know what tomorrow brings. So you might as well, right now, live that moment and live it to the fullest. And if that moment contains an ice cream, I. <laughs> Live it to the fullest. Enjoy the gelato, uh, and and that's that's fine. See. That's fine. Go for it. See for it. and. Um, if you know you're going to live, I mean, for, I, you know, I had a, I had a little ding, 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 you know, a little like uh, a, a awakening second. I said, oh, what if everything goes right and I live to 90? Uh -huh. Boy, I better be healthy. <laughs> Now, the so, good news is although I'm eating this way once in a while, I need to think long term, right? Mm. And say, and say, I, yes, so that's, mm. yeah, didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Not at all, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And I think the good news is, guys, um, you automatically might think in your head, oh, come on, I'm, I'm what? We are both in our 50s. We're, um, you know, if you might look at yourself out there and might think, okay, I'm in the wrong age group. I am, I've eaten unhealthy all my life because I didn't know better. And for many reasons, uh, come on, there's no way. I'm already diabetic as if I could make a change now. Well, listen, yes, you can make a change because many of those things are reversible, not irreversible, means you can't do anything about it. If anyone tells you that, you slap that stupid bugger uh, left and right, okay, because that is not yeah. true. And equally, if that little voice in your head tells you that, you turn around to that voice and say, beep, okay? So whatever you wish to insert here, you go there, because that's your voice, that's your private conversation, no one will say anything about it. So I want you to tell that boys, bugger off, because you can change a hell of a lot. You can cure diabetes. People say, what? No way. 
Now, not type 1 diabetes, where you're born with not enough uh, insulin cells, etc. Um, you can't cure that. But type 2 diabetes, the far more common diabetes, where basically over the years, um, there's insulin resistance and, and other metabolic changes that ultimately then cause you to have persistently high blood sugars, which will kill you. No, that you can cure. And for that, you need to know your food. For that, you need to know your nutrition. And for that, you can go onto a journey. And that is so important. Have you seen that in your journey, uh, Laurel? Oh, absolutely. So one of the first people I coached, she was diabetic. She was on insulin. Hmm. She was um, quite a bit overweight. Uh, she was a nurse. And she thought she was doing everything right. Yeah. And she had every reason to think she was doing everything right. She was a nurse, right? But her blood sugar just continued to climb. Plus, she had all this weirdness of fibromyalgia, all these things people couldn't explain, weird pain, you know. So she followed my advice. Um, she lost, uh, it's well over 50 pounds now, but she got off insulin and all those weird pains, they went away, right? So yeah. that's not everybody, but it is, uh, oh, David. David lost 27 pounds in 10 weeks. Now that wasn't his goal. His goal was to lower his A1C and get off metformin, right? Within 12 weeks, which is the, that period of time when they can check you again, the doctor said, you don't need metformin anymore, right? So there it is. Now, is he still technically diabetic? Oh yeah, we could go back and forth and say, right? But as long as he's eating this way, again, it is sustainable. He can eat until he's full, right? And we can bring some other things back into the diet. I don't want to make it seem like you can't ever eat quinoa or oatmeal mm -hmm. or, you know, you can eat those things, right? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it's been my experience. I've, I've had one woman, um, and this isn't in regard to diabetes, but it is in regard to blood pressure, just by drinking more water and adding in some green smoothies, in two weeks, her blood pressure went down 20 points. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> when you're constantly dehydrated, what does your body think? Oh my God, it's an emergency because there's not enough water around. I will die within 24, 48 hours. I better get my blood pressure higher because we need to find that water. So that's all going on in the subconscious. That's all going in on in your reptilian brain. It doesn't even hit the subconscious. Um, and there you go. So that is one of the little tricks there. And we sort of take it for granted. And it's it's it amazes me how easily I get into that trap. And I'm sorry, guys, it is if you think, oh, I don't know why I'm so dehydrated. It is because you're getting older. And older is defined as more than 18, <laughs> honestly. Uh, from the mid-20s, you lose your first. So from the mid-20s onwards, you can no longer clearly distinguish the clear sensation of first or that vague sensation, I need something. And you, you think, ah, oh, I need something. It must be food. So there you go. Whilst instead, what your body is craving is water because you try like a bloody prune. And so therefore, <laughs> how about you actually trying to drink uh, heaps of water and actually see what happens? Weird story from the 80s. I keep telling that in similar shows. Uh, so if you haven't heard it before, forgive me. Uh, if you have heard it, it, it is basically 
a small town in Germany. The mayor was the owner of the only hotel. The mayor wanted, and the hotelier wanted to get more visitors into that small town. And he had a well uh, underneath his property. So he had all this water. So he put the water into tanks, then took a big mechanical drill and drilled the water. And then he said, I have put energy into that water. So if you come and stay in my hotel and drink three liters of water every day, you gonna be so energized because of my, my energy rich water that I gonna give you. And so people were flocking to him. It was sold out all the time. And German television came there and, and equally interviewed people and thought, what's going on here? And people are saying, oh God, I feel so much better. This, this, this water is magic. His, his energy rich water. Wow, I'm awake, I'm alert, I'm, oh, brilliant. What do you do normally? Oh, I'm a secretary. I, uh, okay, do you drink much water at home? No, no, I hate the stuff. I drink 12 cups of coffee and in the evening I enjoy a glass, glass of wine. Uh -huh. Really? <laughs> okay, there's the, sh the it, true story, absolute true story. I love that story. Exactly. You don't need a big drill. You don't need your own well under your property. You need to bloody drink the water, okay? As long yes. as it's healthy, go to the tap and, yes. and just drink your tap water. If you're not healthy in the in the, wherever you live right now, please boil the water and, and still have the water, okay? Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that story. That's so, that's exactly. so funny. I, yeah, the body is limited in its ability to tell us exactly what it needs, right? I, I, I wish there was a digital readout, you know, we could like... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look at water. <laughs> And it's so tricky, isn't it? It is because, and it's not just the water. The problem is that that our body is a highly, highly tuned machine. I mean, consider a Ferrari. Now, a Ferrari is a very simple piece of mechanics compared with your with your body. Now, there there's zinc and selenium and all these kind of little things um, that if you don't provide it to the body, the body will actually uh, develop not a nice engine. Um, so things will go pear-shaped. So nutrition is not just the macronutrients, not just the fat, the protein, the carbohydrates. Um, and alcohol, by the way, is not a macronutrient, just for the record, okay? Uh, so no, um, and so you have got the macronutrients, but it's also the micronutrients, and that's where the real food comes in. That's where actually maybe also supplements come in. So whilst we earlier said, uh, you don't wanna be someone who, who wants to sell his products um, equally, it, if you have a lifelong history of eating not nice things, then your body is behind so much. And if you live, for example, like me in New Zealand, our soil is very poor in selenium and zinc. So virtually everyone here is zinc depleted. Um, and zinc is one of the, the key nutrients, uh, micronutrients that you need for many, many uh, enzyme systems. So therefore it is, we are not saying, hey, you don't need uh, supplements. Chances are you do need supplements actually. And uh, you might need supplements at particular times in your life when, when things are changing, when you're going for an operation. Well, you know, I always say to my patients, you could do far worse than actually have a month of a multivitamin to actually really stock up all those things that, that you need in order for your body to heal itself. Now, if you now do extrapolate that and say, I need all these things in order to heal myself, well, your body needs to heal itself every day. 
So if we did not make sense, did you eat really well and then actually have those things so that the body can heal itself and that you don't end up with absolute or poor quality heart, joints, um, anything else in your body by the time you hit 55. And I want to come back, please, to that you can reverse it, okay? I lived a life that was full of abuse in many forms. And I've got, I've got, I've got a medal. I've, I was on a podium as, you know, how to abuse your body. And I thought, shit, I must have left many, many scars. Amongst other things, I've got poor genes as far as my heart is concerned. My father died of his fifth or sixth heart attack. And yeah, so I thought, oh shit, I'm in my 50s now. Mm -hmm. So I did a calcium score, which is a, it's a CT scan where they take slices of your heart through imaging and then look at the amount of calcium that is sitting in the coronary arteries, which bring the blood and the oxygen to the heart. So if they are clocked up, well, that's heart attack area. So uh, we've got some trepidation. Shall I say I was shit scared for the result? Um, <laughs> I uh, waited and the result came back and I thought they had read the wrong scan because my coronaries were clean as a whistle. Um, and I thought, no way, no way. With the way I've abused my body, no way. What I did not take into consideration was that the last seven years, I had turned my life around. I was eating the right food. I was giving myself all the right the nutritional additives, so to speak, but not, not the nasty additives, but the zinc, the selenium, all those kind of things. And suddenly my body had actually healed itself, at least in the coronaries. And I thought, wow, how the hell can I be so lucky? It's not really lucky. I took action. I, I listened to people like Laurel. I listened to people who had been there, had put the time and energy in there to learn about a body. And I, I took note and thought, okay, that makes actually sense. And I put changes in place. Not all the time. I am not, I'm not, no, no Mother Teresa. I'm for sure have got my weak times, but in general times, I have put my, my mouth, my money where my mouth is, shall I say. And that was the best thing. So my HbA1c, which is, or you called it A1c, which is the marker for diabetes or for healthy blood sugar in your, in your system, um, is low. My cholesterol, low. Everything, tickety-boo, exactly the way I want it, which is beautiful, which is absolutely beautiful. But it is because I listened to the right people and I made the right changes in my life. And for that, I'm grateful. So it takes for you guys to listen. It takes for you guys to make a conscious decision that you're sick of being sick and it takes action. Yeah. But, and not just any willy nilly, but it takes a plan. It takes a coordinated kind of a stepwise approach. And Without that, you're probably failing because you're, you're dabbling a bit here, trying a bit there. Let's add a smoothie there and you think that's it. Uh, it's probably not working out. Okay. So if you wanted to, to learn how to run a restaurant, what would you do? You would probably go to someone who has successfully run a restaurant. 
So how about not? How about you going to someone who is successfully running their lives at the moment when it comes to their nutrition and asking them, hey, what would work? So therefore, and as it so happens, today we've got Laurel on the show. <laughs> so Laurel, right. if people actually think, yeah, shit, what he's saying, what he is saying makes sense, uh, and they want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Yes, they should go to bodyupcoaching.com. Mm -hmm. And actually, we have a special discount for your listeners. <laughs> should I, I should tell them about that, right? Come on, go for it. Okay, so when they enter the coupon code into the light 21, they will get a 25% discount off the 12 week program or or off private coaching if they uh, they would prefer uh, doing that. And you're going to get all the mindset pieces as well as all the nutritional pieces. And these come together. We need both of these, right? If not, I could, I could send everyone an email and just say, um, well, just go ahead. You have the information now. Go ahead and schedule your photo shoot for Fitness Magazine because uh, there it is, right? It's, it's, it's great because it's step-by-step. I have behavioral psychologists love my program because we're doing, we're making small incremental changes and we're, we're doing handholding, right? Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're watching videos. It's a, it's a video program combined with, uh, combined with live coaching. So, um, and they get, yeah, they get support, right? And, mm. and, and yes. Laurel, thank you very, very much. I mean, for for making that available to to twenty five percent off. Uh, that is, money is not growing on trees out there, and at the moment, for many people, life is difficult. So, but at the same token, for many people, life is so difficult that they are so far out of their comfort zone that they are ready to take action. And that is the most beautiful place to be. You're sick of being sick. You're sick of being the person you are, and you you think nah nah there must be something more out there and if you feel that congratulations your life is about to change now find the right the right tribe find the right people uh, in your power team be the stupidest idiot in this power team surround yourself with people who know far more about various things than you do a psychologist, a, a life coach, a nutritional coach, a if you want to do some more body work, then a, a physiotherapist to start off with, an osteopath, a chiropractor, your GP, check out your body before you're going nuts when you're in the mid 50s and try to do, I do the splits in three days time. <laughs> uh, probably not. Um, so, okay, so just, you know, don't hurt yourself. Um, and the same thing is don't hurt yourself with nutrition. Don't, don't try to to do things that are actually for for someone who knows what he's doing is just shaking his head and saying no 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 i could have told you different why why learn the hard lessons yourself when you can surround yourself with people who actually know what the hell you're doing you know why try to reinvent the wheel so here you go. I mean, that's that's the lesson I've learned the hard way because I thought I'm clever. I'm a doctor. I know it all. Come on. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, God, and that's a whole different story. 
If you want to know a bit more about that, my book, uh, Steps to Sobriety, is coming out in its second edition very soon. So it is maybe even by the time we are, we are airing this interview, it might now be out there. But it is, yeah, um, um, the first edition was this kind of hybrid textbook on alcohol and, and a few stories of mine. And now I've got a, a publisher and she actually says, stop hiding behind the textbook shit. Just, just tell us your story. That's what we want to know. And okay, so I'm actually writing and and I'm far more exploring my own past because that is really those are the reasons why I was drinking. Those are the reasons why I'm craving sugar. Those are the reasons why 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 bad nutrition can actually be across addiction. So you've dealt with the smoking. And now what? If you have not dealt with the underlying issues that drove you to smoking or to drinking or to whatever, um, uh, it's quite likely that you might actually end up rather ballooning like mad because you're treating now, uh, you're, you're getting the high from the sugar. Again, and if you felt yourself being in that shoes, in that set of shoes, please, again, Laurel, will be able to help you there because that's where the, the, the hands holding comes in. There are other dimensions rather than just, oh yeah, you just need to eat more broccoli. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so yes. So please, and uh, Laurel, I'm, I'm so grateful that, that you were able to touch with me, uh, to touch upon all these things, all these these layers that are actually intricate like a like a woven woven garment uh you can't just just think oh there's one fret let's just pull a bit and see what happens no yet need to understand actually the whole picture and that is where where people like you laurel can be of such help there so i'm 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 thank uh, thank you so much for coming onto my show today because we could sort of hopefully plant the seed uh into the minds of, of people and and make them realize how important nutrition is and how important your well-being is and please do not forget, guys out there, as, as much as nerve cells are sitting up there, as many nerve cells per, by weight your, your brain has, as many nerves are sitting in your gut, okay? So we have not even touched upon the mental health aspects of good nutrition that in its own right would be a complete different different uh slant different take on things um today it's survival tuesday we want to give you solutions and we have shown you the solutions so therefore uh, go out there and change your life and if you feel that that maybe you could do better with someone with someone guiding you and and being with you on that path for a little while well, Laurel is there and look down there. They are the, her, her details are in the description of the video and of the podcast. Don't be shy. What the hell could you possibly do wrong by getting in touch with her? Sorry, say again. No, okay, yeah, no, no, I don't hear it either. Um, there's nothing there that you could do wrong. Nothing, you know, it actually, you take action. And that is a powerful first step. So look, guys, change your life. Life is too short and, and you guys can do it. 
I, look, I could get my shit together. Actually, Laurel, it's, it's a shame that we can't show you the picture that she sort of secretly <laughs> showed me there. Laurel was a big girl and, yeah. she, and she did all the right things. She fought and then it took a long, long uh, path of learning, realizing, collecting data and, and assimilating it up there and coming up with a system. Uh, that system works because there she sits there you know thank you and 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 yeah and what we were saying in our uh, right before we started recording we're we're here to help people Mm. right and when you've gone through something like um and you know I want to help everyone, really. I wish I could when I see people that are starving or they're sick, right? They're starving themselves because they think that's their only option or they're sick or, you know, and I'm actually, you know, I wish I, it was appropriate in every situation. I'm like, oh my God, I can help you, please, God, I can help you. I can help you. You don't have to suffer. Like, that's what's going on inside. And then I realize I'm like, okay, I can't, that's not, it's inappropriate. But, you know, it, it this gives me the the opportunity right it gives us the opportunity to say please mm, exactly, <laughs> let, exactly. Yeah, please let, let me help you because this information it's so simple i would have paid mm. anything for this information mm. like we said in the beginning look at all the mm. suffering I, I i went through and so you know it just uh, digging and digging and digging and wondering like is this true is that true mm. i i don't it's it's all like a big unknown, right? Until I started uh, reading these studies on metabolism from, um, I think I mentioned Dr. David Ludwig is a really great, uh, great source uh, for, you know, and and that was, you know, someday I will meet him and I will genuflect. I will do <laughs> Wayne's World. And I will tell him, do you know, if I didn't come across a YouTube video interview where you were talking about, uh, how you were feeding rats. I don't know how much time I know we're trying to wrap this up, but um, with two groups of rats and the object of the study was to keep them the same weight. And one of them was getting a uh, white potato, fast acting carbohydrate from white potato. And the other, he was giving a bean, still a carbohydrate, but it doesn't spike your insulin as much. And after a few weeks, the white potato group, he had to feed them less food to keep them the same weight as the other rats. Ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. By the end of the study, the white potato group uh, barely eating and the same weight as the other rats. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm that rat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm the rat who's eating less than everyone else and still gaining weight, right? And then the kicker, of the whole thing was even though they weighed exactly the same at the end of the study, the fast-tasting carbohydrate group, the white potato group, had 70% more fat on their bodies. (laughs) There it is. And there it is. And it's not like the other, which means the other rats, the healthier rats, not only had a better uh, metabolism, they had more muscle on their bodies. And it's not like they were in a little rat gym right? It's not like they had a little rat personal trainer in there. So the body is actually making more muscle when you're eating healthy, right? So I I tell people, let's talk about your waist measurement. Let's talk about reducing fat. We don't really care about that number on the scale. We care about you getting healthy, which will simultaneously create this effect that you want and the effect of burning unnecessary fat off your body. But had I not found Dr. David Ludwig, I, God knows, 
<laughs> what would have what would have happened to me and then that eventually got me into all this research which I compiled and um you saw my pictures and how I lost five inches on my waist in the in almost no time at all so and here you are Laurel had had the motivator she found somewhere a catalyst somewhere something made her change she then took massive action in the right way and implemented things not in one big false swoop but little things and grew and became the, the healthier version of herself just the, the version that she is proud of now how cool is that so who do you want to be when you grow up that is the question for you that you need to answer Now, I know, I, I, I have a vision of what I want to be, and I'm working towards that on multiple dimensions, but my food is part and parcel of that, and for that, I'm grateful. So, Laurel, uh, thank you so much for being on my show. This was a beautiful interview, and I'm, I'm honored and I'm humbled. That's great. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for That's having me and allowing me to share all this information. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You guys out there, look after yourself and stay strong. Hey, okay? bye. Dream on.